Hey everyone, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. This week's episode is called How I Know You're Not Being Punished. (laughs) And it went back and forth on a few different title ideas this week, but I landed on this because I feel like, especially after the last few episodes of me sort of, you know, turning the mirror a little and saying, just look back at your own reflection and your own role in some of these things. Um, I feel the need to also remind you how amazing you are and how not at fault and not being punished you are in this experience of life. So I think this episode is really going to help you look at things a little different. So thanks for joining, guys. Let's get right into it. Well, help us all. My little co-host Stitch the dog has joined us. (laughs) He just, the second I get rolling, boy, it's like he knows. So he's with us today. I apologize for the slurps and the scratching and all the stuff. You guys are probably pretty used to it by now. Oh boy. So what I want to say today is that a lot of us are lacking in the area of forgiveness and compassion for ourselves. (laughs) And that can be the very limiting problem that we're having. So what I'm trying to say is stop beating yourself up and love your flaws because you did the best you could at the time and you're growing and you're learning from those shortcomings. You know, I mean, our go-to is like, stop telling me to love myself. Obviously, I love myself. Why does everybody keep talking about self-awareness and self-love? And it's because oftentimes when we see these things where we mess up um, and we beat ourselves up over it, that's an expression of lacking in the self-love department because you weren't wrong. You're always doing the best you can in any given moment, right? Of course, you can always say, I could have done better in hindsight. You can look back at what you did and, and wish you'd done it differently. But what does that give you other than a currently low vibrational energy of living in regret and, and living in past? You know, if we're really trying to stay present and really trying to stay in a place of gratitude and high good energy, we cannot keep kicking ourselves for the choices that we've already made. Let it stay in that rear view mirror. I know I keep echoing the sentiment, but it's like that rear view mirror is smaller than the windshield. Keep looking ahead, but really like stay super present, stay in the darn car. (laughs) You know, stop looking anywhere, just be in the moment and let that be good enough. You know, it's not to say that we shouldn't grow from our past mistakes, because if we don't, we're not going to have a better future, but to linger in it and keep like just beating ourselves up for the bad choices, that's not going to get you to the next level either. That's really got you pretty stuck and stressed and not in a good vibrational energy at all. (laughs) So if you're wondering why the sort of junky stuff keeps coming at you, this could be why. So another thing that you might have heard, and I just, I really swear by this, because it's it's true, <laughs> there's truth in it, that's why it, it hits hard, is that what's meant for you will always find its way to you, right? The only things that'll ever fall apart in our lives are the things that were never meant to be ours in the first place, and were built on a poor foundation to begin with, right? So if if that was the case, then why do we care about losing it? You know what I mean? It was never meant to be ours. What is meant to be ours will always land. <laughs> It'll always hit its intended target, always, 100% of the time. You know, and life is just not a punishment. It's just a consequence of living a path that maybe wasn't aligned for you, you know? Or maybe there was like a new tributary that formed. What I mean by that is like, maybe at one point something was aligned for you and it was your path. But then as we grow, 
I mean, look at what happens with a river, you know, as you get all these other little tributaries, like I said, like sort of pulling away from that main river, then sometimes one of those new little paths is the one that now is meant to be yours because you've grown. There's options in front of you. There's now new opportunity because you are growing into a better version of you. So it doesn't have to be that, you know, this path that you started on has to be where you continue to go. And I know I talked about this recently in an episode, but I feel like so many of us commit so much time and energy to one path that the very thing that scares us the most is veering from that when we've already invested so much in the first path. I know for me, it was my doctoral degree. I worked my butt off, you know, it was like eight years of my life spent getting this degree and, you know, (laughs) just considering that I'm still, I'm still in the growing phase of learning and figuring out who I am. Even at my age, I'm still not completely convinced that any path I ever take is the right one. I just keep following the breadcrumbs, keep doing different things that light me up. And I cannot keep looking back at all those things that I invested a lot of my time and energy into that didn't come to fruition. Well, I mean, getting my physical therapy degree, it didn't not help me. It has in so many ways inspired who I am today, how I look at all of the things that I currently do in my career, how I'm able to help my kids when they get injuries and the information I'm able to offer to friends and family when they have things happen. Um, It never dies off like I am constantly I it's a part of the making of me you know it is is part of who I am I'm a healer by nature that's always been me and now I have what a degree to show for it but I can't look at that as time wasted I can't stay in that one career path because well that's where I invested the most of my time and money and you know there was a lot of both of those invested a lot of sacrifices so starting over could sound terrifying or It could sound exhilarating. It could sound like, wow, look at all these past experiences that I have that have led me here, that have led me to, you know, otherwise I would never have ended up in this exact place in time. You know, you have to just look at your past experiences in that way. They led you to here, right? So maybe what served you then isn't what's meant for you now because you're growing and evolving let yourself already and stop fighting it. You know, don't swim up river, go with the current. Because when we fight and we kick and we scream at the direction that the water's carrying us, of course, it's always going to feel like a struggle. Just go with it and see what's happening, like why it's happening. You know, it doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard because these big growth things always are. They're always hard. It's part of the process of evolving. But it's going to be way less hard when you stop blaming and fighting and all that other stuff, you know? So another phrase that has been coming to me lately through clients, friends, family, it's so weird how so many different areas in my life always reflect one another and give me these ideas for these podcasts. But I keep hearing from people, if I follow this path, if I follow this person, if I follow whatever it is, I could lose everything. And that comment has just stuck with me. And if I heard it from one person, you know, I would probably just have like a conversation with them around it and like, what do you mean by that? But when I heard it again and again and again, probably like three times this week, that same sentiment, wow. Like, are there a lot of us out there that feel like that? Like following your path that feels really good for you could make you lose everything? That It almost sounds like an oxymoron, right? <laughs> like it, 
it goes against its own words. It doesn't quite make sense, you know? So how do you define everything? You know, the only way that comment is ever true is if you're defining everything as material things, your job, your home, the world you built, air quotes, (laughs) because what everything should be defined as in our life is who you would want to spend your final hours with your love of yourself and your joy and your experience each and every day. So it's really wild to say that word like everything. You could lose everything. Is that true? I don't think anyone could ever lose everything because in a sense, what we have the most valuable to us is what's inside of us that who, you know what I'm saying? Like our inner experience, which is only controlled by us. So it's really almost impossible to have everything taken from you because you could have, I mean, we can look at some of the worst times in history, but if somebody going through those impossible times still had their feeling of self-love, you know, their faith in themselves, all these things that can never be taken from you. You can't lose everything. It's impossible (laughs) because you're in control of that. The only way it would be possible is if you give that up. Why would you do that? (laughs) You know? So, yeah, you got to really look at how you're defining your everything, I guess, to begin with. We've got some nice, deep, full snores happening from French bulldog land right now. So all apologies. Um, But the experiences that you're creating for yourself and others is is really sort of the essence of like what our worlds are created from, right? It's those experiences. It's every second we're having an experience, right? For ourselves, for other people around us, you know? At the end of the day, if the world's lights went out tomorrow and you were the last soul left, are you proud of who you are at a soul level? Like, did you embrace everything that scared you in your life? Not the stuff that felt safe. Did you dare to leap when it seemed like an exhausting, exhausting prospect, right? Of starting over. Or did you play it safe? I've got good news. (laughs) In hindsight, you'll understand. The only reason some people will fight this statement and say, oh no, some crap is just crap and come up with some absolutely horrid examples of like babies dying and other awful, air quote again, inexplicable things that have happened around them is because they didn't do the impossibly hard work of being willing to learn what the lesson or the gift was. Really think about that for a minute. Because who wants to face that, right? It goes against everything in us to accept this horrid thing happened for any greater good. So choose to be right, you know, that's fine. Or (laughs) choose to be willing to let it build you into better. You know, or you could just be squandering, allowing any good at all to come from this terrible thing. And then that's the true loss, right? See it as an opportunity, opportunity for growth, not a given that growth will happen. The tough part is the sooner you embrace and surrender the lesson life's trying to dish out, the faster it'll be over. But, you know, from inside that cyclone, it always feels kind of impossible to not fight, right? When you're inside the tornado, does it ever feel like, oh, I should just relax and go with the flow? (laughs) No. (laughs) But what's meant for you will never miss, right? So 
what we know and what feels safe will always win unless we take action. So what I mean by that, this is science, plain and simple. The body sends messages. Familiar is good. Safety, safety, safety. The unknown poses risks. Stay small, stay safe. What makes something scary? Often it's the unknown. It's that unlit path, right? So there may be no light to turn on and to illuminate this particular situation you're in. It takes courage, strength, and faith in ourselves to trust that no matter what happens, we'll prevail brighter and better than before. And to do that without evidence. That's faith, right? Not hope. It's trust in that it will be amazing without the assurance. This is where that inner knowing, that gut instinct and pull, you know, that intuition kicks in. We have on some energetic level an awareness of what's best for our happiness. Don't confuse this with what feels like ease. Okay, this is important. Big differentiation there. The easy way is often not the path we're intuitively supposed to take. Right? Remember what's on the other side of the door of fear. It's success. We have to find safety within so that no matter what transpires in our outer world, we're still good and we still feel safe. And how do we do that? We have to change the programming. Yes, my hypnosis can help, but this isn't a business plug. You have to find that inner wounded you and allow them to feel the terrifying fear and transmute that feeling. Your mind needs to be shown evidence that it can feel that fear, expose itself to the perceived risk, and I say perceived because that's all it is, (laughs) and then see that there are files that are filled with evidence within your own mind already to the contrary of the worry that you can love and not be abandoned, right? There's one example. It needs reassurance from the subconscious. It needs to see evidence that this is in fact not scary, but a way in which you received some of the best experiences of your life, right? So remember, if we have ample self-love, those outer experiences don't even matter, right? If we really feel good from the inside, those outside things that fall apart, air quotes, (laughs) loving the air quotes today, they don't matter because you still got it all going on. You still have everything, right? You, You haven't lost it all. And so, yeah, sometimes we need our mind to hop on board with us, our subconscious to reinforce so that we don't view new as terrifying, scary, don't do it. And then our body will resist it at every at every motion towards the right thing. We need to be able to access that subconscious and say, knock it off. You have evidence in there also to the contrary that the best parts, the best days were all because I was willing to take that scary step, that scary first step. I just heard this weekend that perfectionism is a coping method built out of trauma. Now, as a recovering perfectionist, I find myself a bit overwhelmed by this statement because it sounds hard to heal, but it's not really. It comes down again to subconscious messaging that just needs to be rewritten a bit. One thing you need to make sure you do is not criticize that version of you. So when we recognize where we might have messed up, thank it for its role. It had a role in keeping you safe. Our subconscious mind is always trying to do that. It's always trying to to say, find the path that we know always leads to good outcomes. 
take that one. That's safe. Do that. That was a good role. It kept you safe for a very, very long time, right? So we don't want to criticize it. We want to say thanks for doing that, you know? Face it with love and gratitude and then let it know that it can safely fade into the background, know your role a little, head into the back seat. (laughs) I got this, right? And then if you try changing outside things, think of it this way, people, places, circumstances, and the same pattern keeps on showing up, you keep trying to like convince so-and-so that they're wrong and they should do differently or you keep trying to you know, I don't know, just anything on the outside, which is basically trying to affect other people, which is trying to, you know, just change. Like you can't just move to a new location and expect a different. This is a great example because I just had a friend say this to me, actually. This is probably last summer when I first started looking at moving to new locations and my kids and I had made a list of all of our favorite places and where would we want to go if we wanted to start fresh and We had narrowed it down to just a couple places left. And I think at that time, it was like California and Hawaii were our last two standing when when I had this conversation with a friend. And because he wanted to know where I was at, what's going on, what's your plan. And I said, and I told him and he said, don't run from your problems. They'll follow you. And I thought, well, that's interesting because first I didn't think I was running from anything, maybe running to something, but I didn't think I was running from anything. But what he's really saying, which is really valid you know, is that no matter what, that's me trying, that was maybe me trying to change outside circumstances. I want, I've had that feeling of wanting that new fresh start, but was that just because I thought, oh, if I get to this new place, everything will be different. It'll be a fresh new beginning because all I did was change location, an external thing. I hadn't healed me. I hadn't gone inward to figure out why did I feel so, um, uncomfortable, I guess, or just bored in my current situation. So what would keep me from once again getting that way eventually once I settle in in this new location? So that was a powerful thing. It really got me thinking. And it was something that, I mean, I could have, I know, I knew people would question that in me. I knew that would come up of like, oh yeah, she's trying to just start fresh, start over thinking she can outrun this. You know, I knew that was going to be something that would come up. Um, But really changing the people, the places, the circumstances, and then having that same pattern keep showing up, you have to recognize it's because it's not those outside things causing your current feelings. It's you. It's something inside internally. You gotta look inward. And I'm not victim blaming, by the way, not at all. <laughs> this is how you help someone who keeps becoming the victim break free. You gotta recognize that If I keep trying all of these different things and nothing's working, but I'm stuck in the same pattern in life, I keep getting screwed over by my business partners over and over again. I keep ending up with a bad boss over and over again. I keep ending up in lousy relationships where somebody cheats on me over and over again. Those patterns are not about the outside people. They're not about the circumstances, the places, or the people. It's about you because you're in the pattern. So that's what's going on there. You have to change something inside of you. So I'm going to take a quick break because it's right at the halfway point. I got a lot more to say on this. Um, I'm going to slow it down a little too. I know I said a lot, packed a lot of information into that first half because a lot of this was little things that kept popping up throughout my week and were sort of like mental notes I had. And I was just kind of spewing it all out at once. I'm going to break it down a little easier in the second half, slow it down and get into some like, what can we do about this to make things better? All right, guys, don't go anywhere. 
So just a quick reminder to anybody interested, I do have a hypnosis program that is getting released and it's gonna be here soon, really soon, guys. I'm very excited about this. And for people who are listening to this podcast and hear this before the release of the hypnosis program, I have bonuses for you. So these are videos that you can watch and rewatch over and over again. And what I love about this is I'm going to cater to your requests on this one. So if you're somebody who is interested, let's say in some self-confidence hypnosis, I'm gonna make sure that the bonuses help you out. I'm not gonna give you a bonus on getting over your fear of spiders, in other words. (laughs) So it's gonna be fun, it's a great add-on and I don't want you to miss out on it. So if you just send me an email and I will drop my email in today's podcast description, If you send me an email saying that I am interested when you release your hypnosis program on grabbing one of your bonuses, I will make sure that when you purchase a hypnosis package that you get my bonuses for free. So again, today's podcast description will have more information on that, guys. And remember, this is all about what I'm talking about in today's episode, is finding ways to make changes at the subconscious level so we can get some outcomes that can really stick for changing circumstances in our life. So I'm excited about it. and hopefully I'll be hearing from you in my emails. All right, guys, back to the show. Okay, so this half of the episode, I really want to just talk from my heart a little instead of my head because I know that for many people, knowing that they've made past mistakes gets them stuck in one place for so long because that regret keeps them from taking action. They just sit there and beat themselves up on replay like, oh, I should have told them this. I mean, if you're saying that, you're probably still in a situation where you could tell them that information now. But (laughs) I'm just going to put that out there. Start with, you know, honestly speaking now. But if it has, let's say the truth already came to light and it's too late and now you're beating yourself up over the fact that you didn't come forward with it or whatever, learn and grow from that, guys. Don't just sit and beat yourself up. Remind yourself that in that moment you were holding on to that information and didn't share it for what you thought was the right reason. So it's okay to forgive yourself for that. You did the best you could. You learned and grew from it. And now step forward with that. And if anything, if that relationship needs mending now because you might have messed up, it's not too late to go back and say just that. Listen, I was not the best version of myself and I should have been more honest and I wasn't and I own it, and I learned, and I've grown from it, you're not going to see that again. You know, I hope you're willing to give me another chance, maybe. That doesn't always work. (laughs) Let's face it, like, it's not just about you. The world doesn't revolve around you. This other person is going to have decisions to make. But my point is, standing stuck and still and just beating yourself up, that's like one of the few times I feel like I can pretty confidently say nothing good will come of that. (laughs) We're not making forward motion. We're just sort of staying stuck and stagnant. Ugh. I don't know. The inaction always has an outcome. A lot of people think, well, if I can't choose between this and this, I'm just going to do nothing for right now. And not doing anything is still making a decision. It is still going to lead to an outcome. Because let's say this path, but I'll use my own example for right now. Just thinking about, do I make this big move now? Do I wait a little while? Do I stay right where I am and not go anywhere? If I do nothing, I just made a choice. I made the choice to stay right where I am. 
So I did choose one of the two paths. I, did, I still feel like I've got two paths in front of me, but I'm failing to recognize that I'm actually choosing the one where I go nowhere. <laughs> and that's a literal and figurative thing, right? I am literally going nowhere and it is going to take me nowhere other than the same reality that I currently know and may or may not be happy with, right? So that's something to consider. And I love that that sort of analogy just, <laughs> it paints the perfect picture, right? Me going nowhere, I am going nowhere. So don't do what I'm doing, make a decision. And I'm working on making my decision too. Uh, the timing isn't perfect for me right now, but the decision is going to be made in the next three months. So, you know, maybe time frames around your stuff to give yourself if you really feel like I just cannot make this move right now for some external reason. <laughs> Again, the external reasons though, you know, make like spend that time then if you're not making a choice right now on working on self like while you're waiting and not making a decision which again is making a decision <laughs> but while you have that time available to you use it wisely you know grow don't make the same past mistakes again and again because if you keep making them you're going to be continuously shown the same problems by the universe by god over and over again until you can learn and grow. So stop it, stop the pattern by making the self growth and making the changes needed to have a different outcome the next time. That is so huge. I had something really fun happen the last couple days. So just along the lines, I feel like I should have called this season follow your breadcrumbs because it kind of has been all about that. Like stop staying stagnant and make the darn changes necessary to get aligned with what feels good at a soul level. Now, if I think back to my childhood, I probably had like, <laughs> I apparently dreamed really big as a kid because I had a lot of big dreams, but I've seen almost every one of them to fruition at this point, which is wild. And I'm excited about that. But like, you know, I wanted to do a podcast, a blog, check, check, start my own business, check. Um, even something as silly and little, this is so funny. Like, and I shouldn't even, I just talked about so many career type of things and I really shouldn't have. I mean, finding, you know, a love that I was just so enamored by, having children, um, you know, living on the lake where I can just be so close to the water. I had other big dreams that I've, I've seen happen as well. Traveling, you know, there's so many things. Music, writing writing a book, all these things. And I haven't stopped. I'm doing every one of them. But here's the thing. There's been a couple things that I almost forgot. Like, cause sometimes when you set a like goal, a life goal or a dream into your mind, it starts to be created. And then if you move on and just start doing other things, your mind never forgets. It's, it's as though it sent it out um, on like, I picture those like, what are those even called those? They're called lanterns, I think, but where you light them and you send them up into the, you know, atmosphere to just burn out, I guess. <laughs> what the heck? I don't know, what an image. Anyway, so yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I sent it off and I let it go and I walked away and I just forgot about it. And that is release. That is a beautiful way to sort of like let it go and then allow the universe to have it fall into place for you because you're not obsessing over it. So it, it will come to pass eventually. Well, <laughs> this past weekend, now when I was a little girl, I always loved writing lyrics to songs. I loved writing. I loved poetry. I loved lyrics. I loved music. I loved singing. I loved playing instruments. Like it was just a big part of me. I did musicals. I did like theater stuff. I loved acting. I love all of that. 
all of it. Um, although I was from a very um, athletically based, sorry, ow, I was sitting on my foot. That didn't feel very good. Um, I'm in a very athletically based family. Um, like not based, but you know what I mean? Like it was at the core of us. We were big into sports and physical activity, which I still love to this day. Don't get me wrong. But um, a lot of the more artistic, creative parts of me, I feel like didn't get the opportunity to really like shine because we almost didn't even know... Like with sports, for instance, there's like somewhere where you can compete nationally, worldwide. You can have something to aim for. And I don't know if we ever really knew how to harness my creative gifts. Like, what do we do with them? How do you compete with them? Or how do you grow with them? Or what is the end goal with them? It was like, I almost feel like none of us really knew in our small town or in our little world, what do you do with all that? Like, what do you do with that expression of talent, that artistic talent so a lot of it was just more like hobby it was like a side thing and then it kind of died off but that's the part that lights me up and I think most of us have something like that that is just like pure passion and joy around an activity that feels in your mind probably more like a hobby because you were probably taught that when you were young that like maybe it's not a way to make money maybe it's not an area where you could really grow and do anything with it so it's just something you should do on the side as like your own personal outlet but it's very interesting how now every single one of those things that God and universe has found a way to bring them back into my current role. So I'm still in the healer role. I'm still in, um, in that sort of medicine background. However, now I'm finding ways to use my writing to help others and inspire others. I'm finding ways to use my voice, like with this podcast, to try to be inspirational. And then this weekend, along the finding, following the breadcrumbs and whatever, I literally ended up, <laughs> so bizarre, on Facebook signing up for some masterclass to learn to play a piano, which is weird. I know, it, like how that ever came to pass when I'm this busy with a million different things going on, why I would have said, yeah, let's do this. There's some layers to it. Um, one is just quality time with my kids doing anything other than screen time. Um, I love that. And this is something we always have connected over is music. So my youngest has always loved piano and keyboard. My oldest was always the guitar. Um, and we did do guitar lessons for him when he was younger. He did chorus. Um, but my my youngest has loved, he will just, when he has free time, he just goes in his room and turns his keyboard on and starts creating music. He comes up with songs. Um, it's really sweet because to me, it's like watching him harness that side of him that I know comes from me because my husband had zero interest in any of that. But um, so yeah, I feel like watching that is really fun for me because he lights up when he gets to create something and he gets very mad at himself when it doesn't go as he wants it to. But anyway, watching the wheels turn has been so fun. And now my oldest, who the one that was more interested in guitar, has actually started doing the piano along with us. And the point being, we've had so much fun with this activity, so it it is helping my private life in a big way because my connection with my kids is everything, you know? So it really is wonderful to just have that bond in this time together. But on top of that, I'm now finding a way to be able to apply my love of music and stuff to my actual daily work. I mean, I wanted to be able to create some of my own so I'll give a good example. So on on one of my Facebook, um, I had a post that started going crazy. It was gaining so much 
popularity getting shared and then Facebook yanked it and they said that it went against policy and it turns out that at the exact time that I had released it, they made a policy that said that they weren't allowing um, garage band loops to be used any longer. And I had used the loops to create my own music, but the problem was they were having so much abuse over it that they just decided as a whole to not allow those loops anymore. Well, I can't tell you how many hours were probably put into like creation of this. And so I had to try to, well, first I had tweaked it a little bit and it never was quite the same. Let's just say now the, the video itself doesn't quite show all the things it was supposed to show and the the music had to get altered and then it didn't get put back um, on like, you know, as it was carrying momentum and getting comments and stuff and it got pulled and it got put back on. It didn't, ugh, anyway, you, I don't, that'll bore you to death. The point is I wanted to just create my own because honestly, this was basically what I was doing anyway. I was just stealing these little loops and instead of having to do it on my own. But I love the idea of just creating my own music having it sound exactly as I want it to sound, not having to worry about getting permissions, getting things pulled, all that stuff was always very stressful to me and it kind of stifled my creative work in the way of social media because I always felt like I was gonna hit this door uh, every time, and I shouldn't say door, hit a wall, literally, because <laughs> there was no cracking it open anymore. It felt like every time it was just like this barricade in my way. And so now I'm getting to have so much fun with like a, a fun hobby on the side with my kids, but then using it in my work, using it on even like my next season for this podcast, I'll likely do my own music instead of again, GarageBand, um, which I love by the way. And I kudos to what they do because honestly, it's because of GarageBand that I create this podcast on and I absolutely love them. But, you know, in the way of, I didn't want to keep feeling like I wasn't using my own, I mean, especially where I love music so much, using what someone else created just never felt good. And so sometimes what I'm getting at with all this, because that was a really long, boring explanation about, <laughs> sorry, guys, I just went down the whole, you know, side story there. But what I'm getting at is somehow this love of music found its way into my future again, because I had this intention for doing it when I was very young. I sent it like off into the universe, let go of my little lantern and let it sail and walked away, but never let it go. I never forgot about it. I always had that passion for it. It's one of those things I get when I'm stressed, music is everything to me. I get lost in music for hours. Like even if it's just putting music on when I cook, I'm dancing nonstop. I'm always singing in my car, don't care who sees me at the stoplight. I'm always, always having fun just sitting at a piano and like trying to memorize a song that I love just by sound or by sometimes I'll do the YouTube things where you can sort of just follow the keys that light up almost like Guitar Hero where you're just following you know hit this one this one, which is ridiculous because if you don't practice that every single day then you forget it so what happens to me is I do it all winter long and then in the summer when I'm away from my keyboard I don't practice it and then I come back and I'm like I don't really remember it anymore and so what I'm getting at is that every part of my life, I always have some type of way of using music to make me feel good. But now I've found a way to incorporate it in my daily work life. If you can find a way to find, to incorporate your passions into your daily work, it's not going to feel like work anymore. 
I can't wait right now when I'm done this podcast, which by the way, I've been looking forward to all week. I almost did an extra podcast episode this week because I just wanted to get stuff out. You know, I had so much exciting things to talk about. So, you know, if you can start to get excited, like I'm excited about the podcast, but I'm so excited to stop recording the podcast and then be able to go work on some of my piano stuff. And then I'm so excited to be done with that and to hop onto my Facebook group and to round back with some of my clients who had questions yesterday and see what happened for them. And because I'm passionate and I love what I do, I never feel like, oh, it's time for work. And if you're starting to feel that sort of inner soul drain <laughs> soul, soul drain yeah i mean it sounds like it should be an adjective to describe what is happening in society <laughs> these people go off to their work their job their misery <laughs> they drain their souls for a better portion of a day and they come home and wonder why they feel sucked dry and just exhausted and have no energy for what they really care and are passionate about their families and so they get the worst side of them and then it's back to bed and back to the grind the next day and many people are extending their work week from the five-day work week to the six-day to the seven-day work week and many people are working all hours of day and night. I'm guilty of that to a certain degree. I mean, I do wait. Well, sometimes it sneaks in, if I'm being totally honest. But um, if my kids are doing screen time of their own, I will do work on a weekend. If, um, you know, once they're in bed at night, um, you know, not being in a relationship right now, I'm just hanging out. It's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like I will overly apply myself to work, but I love what I do. So when you get to that point, you're never again going to feel like you need a line drawn in the sand. End of work day here. Now I go home to family and I'm fully committed. I put away all my devices because it's not like that. It shouldn't be like that. And I've met a few people in my life recently who are like, oh, already expect that there is a certain obligation to like turn it off at a certain time of day which I find really interesting because if you really like put it this way if I was in a relationship with somebody right now I would not be mad at them if they got home late from work and like well weren't you prioritizing me and the kids and like that whole thing is so it's not a thing to me anymore but that's only because I like to imagine that the people around me love their job as much as I do. So if they're not with me and spending time with me, my assumption is it's because they're doing something they're passionate about, having a great time, and I'm all for that. So I'm not somebody who's like worried about it. Like if your head's half in your phone and it's it's because you're still kind of excited and you want to get it all out, do it, right? Of course, everybody wants time to connect with their people and be feeling seen. Like you want to be at the dinner table and not be having somebody on their phone. That makes sense. But also allowing for some days that might happen because they are excited and they can't put it down. And like, I get excited when someone else is in that kind of passion mode. Like, I want to see what, what are they turning out right now? Like, this is good stuff. And then I would imagine there might be six or seven days where they don't do, they don't even look at their phone at home. And then there might be like three or four days where we don't even see you until like, you know, it's dark out. And then after that, you might be home, you know, halfway through your morning. I just expect that it 
there's not a monotonous robotic way to people's lives. Like I find it weirder to me when people are like at work at seven every day, leaving at, you know, five every day, home by 5.30, making dinner from 5.30 to get the kids to this, at this, to this time. At the, like that so scheduled routine. Ugh. I don't know. That to me sounds like awful. I feel like what I love is when you just keep opening up your heart and your mind to whatever. Like, you know, I don't, all of my friends lately have been like, oh, so when's the next game this week? And I'm like, I, I don't know. They're like, you don't know? You have two kids, it's just you. How are you doing that? I'm like, I don't really worry about it. <laughs> I don't worry about it until the morning of. And then like this morning on the way to getting my kids dropped off at school when I was stuck sitting in traffic, I opened up my email. I looked at the kids' basketball schedule and I recognized that one kid's got basketball at five tonight. The other one doesn't have anything tonight and I'm good. <laughs> and they're like, how do you wait though? And then you just like open it up and then you see it. And what if there's a conflict? I'm like, hmm, I don't expect conflict. So often I don't get conflict you get what you expect. And if you're like looking for your life to clash, if you're looking for something to not work out, it will. <laughs> but if you just kind of roll with life and just enjoy the ride, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to open it up and see both kids have something at the same time. And oh no, I might have to ask a friend to help me out. Or I might have to drop one kid, miss their game, go to the other ones. And then the next time I'll swap and see the other. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's like maybe a carefree like way of living, but it's keeping me in the present and very happy to not have to worry about conflict that could arise. Because anytime that we are, you know, stuck in that past, beating ourselves up over our past things that we've done or worried about what's going to happen next and will I be able to manage it all, you're just not going to get into a place where change and forward motion can happen. So I got way off topic, I feel like midway here today, because what I really wanted to reinforce and what I still feel like I need to just drive home is that no matter what you've done, it doesn't define you. It's your past and it happened and you can feel terrible about how it ended up rolling out and affecting those around you, but you can't really anticipate how it's going to. Um, I have brought up a couple past weeks, a friend who's going through some stuff and she's so worried about what, if she takes this action step, how it's going to affect everybody else, like dominoes around her. And you can't do that. You're not a, you know, future predictor. You can't guess at how this is going to roll out. You can't guess how many good things will come from it either. So yeah, a bunch of negative things might happen, but you have no idea of the countless dominoes you're going to knock into the good direction either, you know? Um, and looking back at all the times that you've already messed up in the past and how you've led it here in this terrible state that it's in, <laughs> nothing good is coming out of that. And it's just not true. I mean, again, I, I just say it's like hug your inner child kind of talk, but really like stop looking at past you with such disgust because what you did then served you then. It was the only thing that you had the bravery and the ability to do in that time. And so it is what it is. And this is why I don't hold grudges against people because not to say that everything I'll just like let people use and abuse me and then just be like, whatever, I, I'm not going to hold it against you. I mean, I learn and I grow 
you know, I'm not going to, I keep telling my kids this, like, yeah, I will keep giving you more chances, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to just forget. That would be shame on me, right? So I'm going to grow and I'm going to maybe put more limitations with what I'll accept. And maybe, you know, it'll look different going forward. But the point is this, the past version of you could only deal with what it had the tools to deal with. And so, yeah, in hindsight, you can look back and be like, shoulda, shoulda, shoulda. Well, that's because you just learned from that. You now know that you should have handled it in this way. In that moment, if you could have seen this future outcome, you probably would have done differently, but you couldn't. You weren't a fortune teller. You didn't know what was to come. You did the best you could. Thank that version of you. Acknowledge they did the best they could. Carry on forward. And those who are meant for you, the experiences that are meant for you will follow you. They're not going to fall. They're not going to disappear because now you're being truthful and honest and whatever. No, what's meant for you will always eventually find you. No matter how much you mess up, it, it still will always lead you there. So, you know, you can't just live in a fear state. Fear is not going to be the answer. It's the only thing I really know with positivity is that you can't get a good positive future from working in a place of low vibrational energies like fear, guilt, um, all of that icky stuff, that doesn't create exciting growth and opportunities and abundance and all the things people want. So you have to let that go and have to stay current, present, and full gratitude for what is. And those that have come with you Thank them. I mean, they're still here with you despite all those mess ups or whatever. They haven't left your side. So I mean, in the way of like, especially for people who are feeling abandoned or whatever, I'm sure there's people who are still there with you. I'm sure there's friends who have not left your side through all of your mistakes, through every time you've like burned a bridge or you've messed up. You know, there's still somebody who's still, you know, even if they've distanced themselves a bit, they're still walking the walk with you. They're still there. <laughs> You know, so many people are like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be losing everything again with that whole comment. Like, are you though? I bet even in the physical reality, the external world, I bet there's still some people, whether they're hiding in the shadows or not, who have followed you through thick and thin and who are not fading away. And even if they've backed off, because again, like I tell my kids, you know, shame on us if we're like willing to keep throwing ourselves exactly in front of the freight train. But it doesn't mean that you don't eventually parallel walk right next to it and give it some space to grow and evolve and be there for when they become who they're becoming. You know, those are the people who can see the true you at your core and love the true you at your core. And they know you're doing, you're acting like a child or you're doing stupid things, but they know who you are at your center and they're not going to go anywhere. And so when you've got people like that, just make sure to give the nod to them from times to time. <laughs> and just remember that, like, just do you. Do you. Stop, you know, people pleasing. Stop worrying about beating up the past you or staying stuck in a current situation that doesn't serve you. And it's going to be okay. All right. This is me giving you a big virtual hug today that if and nobody has told you lately, you are forgiven. <laughs> Whatever your past things are, they are in the past. Present you is awesome, amazing. I know that because you're doing a little self-growth right now by listening to this podcast. So I know you're looking at self-improvement. And so 
no matter what, I know you're gonna be great. You're gonna be a better version than the version of yesterday. And that's all that matters. Keep, you know, climbing up one step at a time. <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining. And I will see you again next week if I don't get too antsy and record before that. <laughs> all right, guys, bye.